Hi guys, welcome back to Conscious Butterflies. I'm your host, Emily Dugan, and today we're skipping the intro beats. We are getting right into it because today's podcast is a little bit different and it's actually really special to me. And for those of you who don't know, I'm hosting my first Conscious Butterflies in-person event. And the theme of this was Valentine's Day, self-love, just with a little like everybody being busy during Valentine's, I decided to push it back to this weekend, which is March 2nd. Don't know when you're listening to this, but honestly, it kind of feels good because March is my birthday month and it's given me a few weeks in the new program I'm in to really just open up, be heart-centered, and really get just so amped up in high energy and high vibration for this event that I'm going to host. So I'm so excited to give that to my listeners too. And if this is your first time listening to Conscious Butterflies podcast, welcome. And if you have been here before, like welcome back. I am going to probably share a little bit of my story. Well, I'm going to share a little bit about my story. So you might have heard it if you've been listening to the podcast. But if not, I just want to give my listeners just the full impact of what this in-person event is going to be and that entails a little bit about my story and what is Conscious Butterflies anyways? Where did it come from? What does the name mean? And then we're going to get into the workshop that I'll be hosting at the event and it is a workshop all about self-love, self-compassion, identifying those barriers that really take us away from self-love and some practices that can really get us into being intentional about intentional. Wow, I'm just not going to say that word. I have a lot of brain glitches. If you haven't been on this podcast before, it's actually a really quirky thing about me. I'm not good at talking. You can blame it on my ADHD. You can blame it on me just being really fast in my head, which I think is my ADHD. So we're just going to blame it on that. But I tend to stumble over words and... I have a little bit of dyslexia too, so I tend to combine a lot of my words together. Um, I'm sorry, that is really so besides the point. Um, But yeah, I just want to fully dive in into what this in-person event is going to be like for all of my guests who are coming and hopefully just give you a taste of it because I don't want to just keep it for the people coming. I really want to share this because... This message is so important to me and needs to be heard. And you gotta love yourself, right? So, a little bit of background. My name's Emily Dugan. I already said that. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But many, many moons ago, when I was just a little Emily, I told my mom and dad, like, I wanna be a butterfly doctor. And I took it very literal. I would go on my bicycle go on my bicycle down the street on the hunt, like literally on the hunt for dead butterflies pick them up, keep them safe in my little hand or whatever I had. And then I had this shrine of dead butterflies on my dresser. And like, my parents are probably like, that's cute. Oh, she's like being a butterfly doctor. But then it got really weird really quick. (laughs) So my parents made me take it down. I probably, I'm sure it had some like funky smells, whatever. But my whole life, I literally dreamed of being this butterfly doctor. And as I've aged... I've had this constant urge to be a light worker and share my thoughts and share my inspirations and share encouragement and my constant drive and my yearn for 
better for myself, to serve more, to give more, to speak more, to be a voice to people who don't have a voice and really carry them on that journey of not being ashamed or feeling guilty for the desires that are on their heart and really understanding that those desires are coming from a very divine place. And if we don't listen to them and we allow this life to really just knock us down and give us this fake idea that like, don't get me wrong, like we could all love our life without going through and really digging into our deepest desires. So many people do and so many people die happy in that way. But that's not for me. And if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably because you believe in a life so much deeper and more purposeful than what you're currently living. And that is so attainable. And I'm going to hold your hand through all of that. So yeah, I I guess it's just like a really shortened version of where Conscious Butterflies came from. And so now in my own way, I am a butterfly doctor, conscious brain, um, and yeah, conscious butterflies. So now I have this podcast and I'm going to be launching my own courses and programs and really just helping people align with their desires and tap into their soul in, in order to monetize their mind. I have a deep deep, deep, deep experience in marketing and sales. So I am here to, again, just hold your hands through welcoming and accepting exactly who you are and being able to fulfill your desires into a way that profits you, right? Like the law of compensation. The work that you do, you are going to get compensated for. So there's no reason that you should ever be on this earth and not be getting compensated for the work that you're doing if you don't love it. Like, we can love the work that we do. And I'm sorry if the sound on the microphone's a little iffy. I am recording a video, which is the first time I think I've ever done this for the podcast. So I'm recording a video. I kind of have my hand in my mic. It's going from hand to hand. If you watch this video, I'll probably, like, post just some, like, Instagram, like, short clips. Like, I am a talker with my hands. Like, it is going up and down. And when I'm tired of moving that hand... I'm putting my microphone in the other hand and then my other hand is like going off like crazy. (laughs) So I apologize if the sound is not right, but I think I did enough checks that it should at least be decent. Okay. So the topic of this workshop is everything about self-love. And, you know, I'm really calling it like give yourself some of that self-love. And... A couple things and like my objectives going through this is to one, just cultivate in the room with women if you're listening to this on your way to work or whatever, to just cultivate a sense of self-love and empowerment among us women, amongst us men, whoever's listening to this. Like let's focus on an objective of just cultivating that love and that self-empowerment with ourselves. And getting into a space where we are tapped into our desires, we're not feeling, again, we're not feeling guilty, we're not being judgmental with ourselves, and whatever is coming up, we're just going to allow to come up. The second objective I really want to hit is just exploring the concept of our desires and how they align with our bigger purpose for being here. And... To elaborate on that more, like, that really just means, like, let's play. 
Let's have fun. Let's enjoy ourselves. Let's be in the moment and let's just be silly and let's be honest with ourselves. My third objective is to also give you, Stevie, don't. You're messing up my camera shot. <laughs> my third objective is just to give you tools and techniques that will help just grab the self-love, grab these limiting beliefs out of you and really just help you like identify it. I just picture like I'm sitting here, I have all these doubts, I have these frustrations with myself, I worry about this, I worry about that. I'm going to give you some techniques that are just going to pull the ick out of you. Like just get it out of you and be honest and just lay it on the table. Like the first step, as we know, to so many things is like the awareness that it's even there in the first place. So let's just pick it out and set those limiting beliefs and those fears aside and really just tap into the good of us, okay? And I know that's a lot of objectives, but I have two more. <laughs> the next objective is to be in the space with women, with yourself, and just to create a supportive, a safe, a non-judgmental place where we can just truly call in those deepest desires and those aspirations. Um, and I feel like I've been a little repetitive, so honestly, I feel like I might edit my in-person event a little bit. So thank you guys for being the guinea pigs on this. But I mean, it all comes down to the root of allowing ourselves to just be, right? We want to just be. We want to feel free. And that's what we're trying to do. And last but not least, let's just have fun. Let's play. Let's giggle. Let's be the girlies just having fun. I know at my event, we're probably going to be a few mimosas and drinks in at this point. So I know there's definitely going to be a lot of giggles and that's good. So next, I just want you in the event, I'm going to have everybody go around. They're going to say their name. They're going to say how they know me and really just pull all those girls together. But for those of you listening in, I just want you right now to say something you love about yourself before we get into this workshop. What is something you absolutely love about yourself? And I don't want it to be focused on, I love being a mother, I love being a good friend. Those are all great things and you absolutely should love yourself for those things. But I want you to focus on who makes Emily, Emily. What makes you, you and what do you love about yourself? I'll start so you can start thinking. I absolutely love my drive for more. I love that I won't give up. I love how hard I work for that drive and that no matter what, no matter how tough it gets, I will never let go of my vision for what I know I am here to do on this earth. So just start thinking about that. If you don't know right away, I know by the end of this podcast, it'll a thousand percent come to you like, we will figure out what you love about yourself. And I promise it's probably way more things than you think that you do. So let's talk about what the hell is self-love anyways. That word with so many other words is just thrown around. I almost said like rice cakes. I have no idea the analogy there. It is thrown around like rice cakes, guys. Um, and you can't just keep throwing out rice cakes all the time and not having any meaning to it because you're like, what the heck does a rice cake mean anyways? Again, this is the weirdest, dumbest analogy I could ever think of, but rice cakes came to my mind. So 
there's a whole big list, but I want to go through what I think most importantly self-love is to me. And to me, it is the practice of nurturing ourselves and loving ourselves unconditionally. If you are a mom, if you are a sister, if you're a friend, you know at least one person in your life, maybe it's your dog, that you love unconditionally. They could do no wrong. They may disappoint you at times. They may frustrate you at times. But no matter what, you have the deepest, deepest, deepest love for them, and you are always rooting for that person. You're rooting for their health mentally, physically, financially, any way that they can up-level and keep living life in a heightened way, you're there for it. You're the first to applaud. And so self-love is the same thing. It's nurturing yourself and being so unconditionally in love with who you are that you can accept your strengths and you can also accept your weaknesses and you can accept your unique qualities and the little things that make you quirky. Um, One of the things for me, besides stumbling over my words, is I... I walk into walls, okay? I said it. I walk into the walls all the time. I don't know why. I've done it since I was a kid. My sister actually does it too. So I'm like, to my mom and dad, like, Nova, no honey, sorry. Um, my dog was just, Nova, honey, no. Okay, my um, my little dog is getting raped right now. <laughs> Nova, please don't do that. Um, but yeah, so... Since for the longest time, I've walked into walls. Weird thing, like, again, maybe it's my ADHD. Maybe it's moving me, me moving way too fast. But I just do. Like, I turn, and what it really is is my depth perception is so off-kilter that when I'm driving, I think a car is, like, really close to me or, like, I'm going back and forth on the road because I don't understand how to be in the middle. Um, And, like, if I turn around, my depth perception is really off that, like, I'll miss a whole entire entryway. And I'll just walk into the wall. And I'm not talking like, you know, I just clip my head or my shoulder. Like, no. I am fully walking into the wall. Guys, like, to the point on video, even you probably can't see it. But one time I broke my nose doing this. And to this day, it is broken. Like, there's a whole bump on the left side of my nose because I walked into a wall one time. And I found a term online, like, I'm not one to self-diagnose, but I'm like, this is not okay. Like, girl, you cannot be breaking your nose because you do this so often. And it's called, like, vertical heterophoria. And again, it's just, like, with a depth perception. But enough about me. Like, think about what are your weird quirks, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses. And in business, that's one thing I've always learned. Like, you got to know what you're good at just as much as you know what you're not good at. And what you do versus what you don't do. If you don't know your strengths and your weaknesses, that's almost a weakness in yourself. You have to be aware of what just energizes you equally as you have to be aware of what drains you. Because if you're not and you're just living in this subconscious mindset of like, I'm doing, 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 and this shit is absolutely draining me and I am just keep doing it, that's not okay. And you are going to hit rock bottom at sometimes. Whereas if you know your strengths and you know what energizes you, it's going to be a lot easier to keep doing those kind of things and keep building momentum in your life. The next one is treating yourself with kindness and compassion. And to me, I first think about just the verbiage that we have for ourselves and the way we talk to ourselves. 
Um, I kind of want to go through these a little bit quickly though because we are going to get into like the juice of these a little bit deeper. Um, but some other ones I have here, setting healthy boundaries and prioritizing our well-being. Practicing healthy physical, emotional health. What exercises are we doing? What are we doing financially to keep us afloat? Are we even looking at our bank account or are we too scared to look at our bank account? Um, cultivating a, a positive self-image. If you want to step in this new avatar, you have to have an environment that represents her. You have to have an appearance that looks like her. Are you still just not brushing your hair and claiming you're in this narrative of like the messy hair girl? Guys, literally that's me. I mean, my hair's a little messy right now, but I care a little more. Or are you actually practicing stepping into this new character and like sim and like avatar of who you are? Another one, are you practicing gratitude? Are you celebrating success? No matter how small that success is, no matter how big that success is. Quick side note, I think a lot of times I have had really huge successful things happen to me and I don't even celebrate them. I know I'm proud of them, but it doesn't necessarily align with my purpose. So I forget to celebrate them, but that's not okay because all the work that I'm doing means something and it's going somewhere. Um, next we have honoring the needs, desires, and aspirations without guilt and without judgment. We mentioned this, again, we'll get into that a little bit deeper. Um, and then just having that self-confidence, that inner peace, and just knowing, guys, that it is an ongoing journey. It is an ongoing journey of self-love, and you're never just going to perfect it and it's all going to work out. Like, it, you have to keep going. There are so many levels of integration when it comes to leveling up your confidence you might feel very confident and then two years later you're having to rework on all that all over again so let's let's get started in the workshop now that we have some definitions of self-love right so we understand a little bit what self-love should look like but now let's talk about what are the barriers of self-love what holds us back from representing that and truly locking ourselves into loving ourselves and being compassionate and talking nice to ourselves. Well, that's my first one. Negative self-talk. What's the language you have going on in your head when you mess up? What's the language you have when you are frustrated at work and you feel like you can't keep up with things? Are you telling yourself, I'm so behind, I do this every time, yada, yada, yada. Or are you taking and looking, zooming out, zooming out and being like, you have a lot on your plate, you are trying your best, you're trying to prioritize, give yourself grace. And another thing when it comes to negative self-talk is not only changing the narrative that you have for yourself, but changing the narrative that others give to you. If that hit, dude, absolutely same. Um, how I just mentioned like the whole messy hair thing. When I was a kid, I'd always be called lion hair girl. I would just have naturally curly, frizzy hair. And I'd wake up looking like hit, like just absolutely hit. And I kind of just stuck with this image like for a really long time. I even, I'm kind of just dealing with it and working through it even to this day. But I was never the girl that had her nails done, her hair did. I had stains on my shirt. I'm like mismatched. 
And I really never cared too much about the way I presented myself. And as I've gotten older, I've really kept to that image. Like Emily is always, yeah, she's our free spirit. Yeah, she doesn't care. But I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like that. You know, I, I, I show up somewhere and it's just like typical or it's expected. Or if I dress nice, people are like, oh, wow, like what, you know, what's got your panties in a bunch? And what's got, that was again, weird terminology that didn't even make sense there. But anyways, if I dress really nice, people just like think there's something so special. I'm like, no, I just like did my makeup and I wanted to look good today. And so we have to change the narrative that other people have about us too and not accept it and make a boundary big enough to be like, hey, look, you're not going to do that with me anymore. <laughs> this is kind of a funny, um, a funny example of that. But so like my family, I don't know if your family does this, but we do like this pizza slice game or my mom and dad used to call it like, who's the master? And like when we were little as kids would like run around and pull each other's pants, we'd be in our underwear and be like, who's the master? And then it turned into us doing like pizza slice. Like you're walking by, somebody's not expecting it, and you just like swipe their ass crack, right? <laughs> and it's called pizza slice. My whole family does it. I absolutely hate it. Like literally back the fuck off of my ass crack right now. Like sorry that just got really loud. But I had to make a personal boundary with my family. Like I I am off limits. Do not play pizza slice with me. That makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't like it. Don't ever do it to me. If you do it to me, like, please just know you are getting that times 10. Like, I will I will make you the master in front of public, in front of everybody. Like, do not fuck with me in the pizza slice. And again, that's not negative self-talk, but it's just an example of, like, we have to choose our narrative and we have to set our boundaries of what is okay and what is absolutely just not okay. The second one is just our feelings of unworthiness and adequacy. We can really just identify that, especially through social media, that like this life is not meant to be for me. You know, like, yeah, these people are doing it, that person's doing it, but I could never do that. And like the word unworthiness in general is just kind of like icky to me. Like, of course, we're all worthy. Of course, you're worthy. Like you were put on this earth and you were breathing right now and woke up today. Of course you're worthy. That should never be a guess or a second guess, but it is. And I think it really just roots down to like us not feeling like we are ever going to be that person. That could never be me. That could happen to all these other people, but that could ever never be me. It's like, yeah, have you put in the work? Have you tried? Have you sat in stillness and just listened to the divine, to the thoughts that come through? Or are you just accepting that and not even willing to try? Um, the next one is a killer for all of us is just comparing ourselves to others. I'm telling you right now, it is the devil. <laughs> like, we got to get off social media and we got to stop following these accounts that make us just like we're locked in but we're so locked in and we're just like feeling so low about ourselves. our self-judgment is hurting us so bad like take a break and learn to love yourself learn to be alone with yourself learn to like know what it's like to have an awkward silence with yourself I think a lot of people don't do that 
And so we just sit in this constant state of comparison with what the outside world's doing that we never like can just compare ourselves to us. Like it's me versus me. And that should be the only comparison that we're ever having for ourselves. The next one is our past trauma and our conditioning, which really can lead to us feeling rejected and us criticizing ourselves or us accepting the abuse in our life. And the conditioning comes from societal and family conditioning that we've been taught something at a young age. So, of course, that must be what we believe. That, of course, that must be the truth. If you have ever been sexually assaulted or abused and you think that's your worthiness is, you know, how could I ever be in a healthy relationship and be respected? It is just so far from the truth. You have to really just like test reality at all aspects and really start to pull back the covers. Be like, what do I believe anyways? Like, what is true in my life? Is it that, I, do I deserve to not, one second guys, I gotta fix my light. There we go. Okay guys, um, I've never had to edit one of my videos before because I always just do a recording and post it raw. And when I just went to fix my light, which it's dead, so it's not coming back on, somehow I also knocked off my recording. So I'm going to try to puzzle these two together. It really shouldn't be that hard, but I just never do it. I love to post raw because it's less work. But anyways, I'm sorry for that interruption. Um, the last thing we really were talking about was just... are barriers that come from conditional and societal expectations and us not allowing ourselves to believe that. We are allowed to test the truth. We are allowed to ask questions and be curious. And we are allowed to be the one in our family that switches things up and creates general generational wealth. We are allowed to be the person that doesn't stay in a small town and we do go travel the world. We are allowed to not be the person that shows up with pretty pictures on Instagram, but you just post like dancing, dumb dancing videos like I do and whatever it might be like your authenticity comes from you being genuine and you being real and a lot of times our authenticity is blocked by what we think to be true by what we've been taught, right? So... Again, and like just backing off of that, like those deep-seated beliefs will undermine our self-love so much and just continue to perpetuate those feelings of shame and guilt and how could it ever be mine and I'm inadequate and I'm unworthy. And we don't want that. So let's talk about how to break those barriers. I think I have three tips for you guys. So... The first one is just self-compassion, developing kindness, understanding, and forgiveness towards oneself, especially during times of struggle or failure. So for this, let me give you a little bit of an example. When I was young, I, I really liked to go back to sports because I was just an athlete and Maybe this can hit home. And I also like to talk to sometimes like 
little Emily, like little me. It's not me now. I have my problems in life now, but you know, let's just like zoom out and look at little me. And when I was younger, I thought of this story because my dad and I were just talking about it when I went home last week. But when I was younger, I was like, I'm still really little, but I was just like really, really skinny and really scrawny. And I played travel softball and I was the worst hitter on the team. Like I would go out there and everybody would be like, damn, she's up again. Like that's going to be an automatic out. And so it got to the point where I was playing on this travel ball team. I was a really good pitcher, so I was like at least an asset there, but I sucked at hitting. So never got the opportunity to hit. If I did, I was so insecure and nervous to strike out that I would just think about striking out and being scared about letting the team down again. And sure enough, I would. So it got to the point where like I just, they would never put me into hit. And that sucked. Like it really did suck. You see all these people doing good and you want to do good. Same thing goes in life right now. Like, you see all these other people having success and you want success and everybody makes it look so easy. But what you don't see is everything that it took to get there. And so back to little Emily. Um, She's trying and she's trying and her dad takes her to hitting lessons and she's putting in the work and she's grinding out and she's starting to build her confidence a little bit. You know, she goes back up to the to the plate and she strikes out again and it knocks her confidence down again but she is determined and I think determination is kindness in itself you keep going you don't give up and it got to a point where remember my coach at the time actually came to one of my hitting lessons and it was his kindness that also gave me motivation that like you know what they're trying for me too. They're showing up for me too. And I need to keep showing up for myself and keep showing up for my team. No matter how many times I've struggled, no matter how many times I've failed. And I kept putting in the work. And I kept putting in the work. And then all of a sudden, something just switched. Like, not only was I making contact with the ball, but I was moving up in the batting order. Like, I was a little slugger. Like, I'm getting doubles. I'm getting to show off my other skills because... I'm a fast base runner and I'm a smart base runner too. And that's the thing about determination is when we don't give up and we finally like unlock it, we start to unlock other really cool parts about us. If you think about maybe some kind of content creator or somebody you look up to on social media, um, I know I've saw this before, like I am obsessed with girls who shuffle and this one girl, like she's an amazing, amazing shuffler. And now she also is like getting really into singing. And it's like, my God, like how can people be so multifaceted? And I'm like just struggling to like pursue what I want to do in my life. And it's because like once you untap your potential and you keep working at something, you build so much more trust within yourself. And when you build trust within yourself, it allows you to enjoy a challenge and keep going for it and see what happens and if it doesn't work out it doesn't but then you'll try something else so just knowing that when you are determined and you're kind to yourself and you're easy to forgive that you're going to unlock different very different levels of yourself um number two self-care practices we hear that all the time too like self-care self-love little spa night woo but seriously like prioritizing those activities and those habits that promote your physical health, your emotional health, your mental well-being. 
it's so important. And before we really get into it, I just want to highlight on the fact that if we don't prioritize those first, we are going to get bit in the ass every single time. And a quick example for that, I have, I go so in and out of like my morning routines. Sometimes I wake up at like 6.37 and I like take care of the dogs, get straight to work. I think I've been doing that for way too long recently that I just hit an absolute crash. I can't do it anymore. And so this past week on Monday, I had a bad day. Like I had a really, really, really bad day, really bad day. And my boyfriend came home and he came to my office because I like redecorated a little bit and he's just sitting there and I just start crying and I'm just like, I'm so overwhelmed. Like I have this and this and this and really what's going on is I'm so overwhelmed with my job and that, but like what's really overwhelming me is that I'm not taking the time to prioritize my passions and recording my podcast and building these programs and working to work with other people and help coach people through their own problems and getting them to live a life of their wildest dreams. So it's like not doing what I love is overwhelming me. And then I just kind of like looked back and I'm like, dude, I am so in, I'm in such a masculine energy, just work and work and work, literally wake up, work, work a little bit, wait, boyfriend comes home. I just want to chill with him, but no, I want to work just to get a little bit ahead. And I literally was doing nothing for myself. Or I would like do a post that really wasn't a post that I felt inspired by. I just like felt like I needed a post so I did something. And it's not coming from like a place from my heart. And so Tuesday and Wednesday, yesterday and today, I did everything way different. I woke up, did my thing with the dogs because they always come first. And then I just came sat in my room and I just journaled a little bit. Today instead I... I journaled as well, which I've never really been like an avid everyday journal, but like it's really good. And I just write like one or two sentences and it feels nice. But today I'm like, I want to dance. So I put on my favorite artist, you know the one, Mac Miller, and I just sang and I danced and I moved and like it is literally 7 a.m. guys. Like I'm just acting like a who. But you know what actually I did before that today too? I did a little Pilates workout on YouTube. I did like, it was a quick 10 minute full body workout. It felt a lot longer than 10 minutes, I'll tell you that. But, like, I just woke up my body, and I moved, and I got energy. And then I did something else I wanted to do, and I danced. And I was just so happy, and I was so enlightened. And then I made a post about me just dancing and being silly, and it came from a place that, like, felt authentic and real for me. And so if we practice taking care of those things first, then we'll be able to do the rest of our tasks that might not energize us as much a little bit easier I know for me, I tend to get really stuck. Like if I don't do things that feel good at the beginning of the day, I get stuck all day thinking about how badly I want to do those. But I can't because I'm tied up doing that and I don't want to interrupt doing this to go do that. Like it's just this whole mind warp and literally it just takes doing a little bit of self-care while you can first. You are first. You're first. If you do routines at night, fine. I don't care, but make sure that you are taking time out of your life to do those and the second point on that is just get out of your comfort zone too 
go to an exercise class. Go to like, if you live somewhere warm or you're waiting for it to be warm here in Ohio, go to like a yoga on the beach session. Go out to your backyard and just move and groove and have fun with it. And like, again, just play around with your energy. A lot of times, like if I need an energy bath and I'm just feeling like icky, literally just go take a shower and imagine that energy just falling off of my body and rolling out down into the drain and I'm just like becoming a new person like there's so many little things that we can do we just have to prioritize actually doing that right okay the third one I love this one the third one is setting boundaries and learning to assertively communicate our personal needs and our limits and creating these healthy boundaries and relationships to protect our time protect our energy and protect our emotional health we got to say no. We got to learn how to say no. We got to learn how to love our no so much that if somebody asks us something, we're like, that is a fuck no, I am not doing that. And I don't care because fuck no. Like we got to feel good. Let your nose energize you. When's the last time that you said no and then you explained yourself, right? Ugh, like it's so icky. Um, my best friend, Cheyenne, she's going to be at the event and I know she knows that I'm like that. Like I used to all the time back in the day, like, no, Cheyenne, I can't because I have this going on and da like whatever. It's like, it just makes it so weird for both sides of the party. Like, okay, you don't want to do it. You don't have to give me like a 5 million explanation. Like you think I can't just understand your no, but at the same time, it feels icky having to come up with all these excuses. You are allowed to say no to people and if we don't we get taken advantage of that's why a lot of times people are like you don't want to be a really good worker you want to be a really mediocre worker because really good workers get asked to do more tasks and then they get it then they do those tasks well and then their expectation of the workplace and the people they work with is just you set the standard so i'm not telling you to like go and half-ass things but i'm just saying Say no and only do what you're capable of. I want to build as my business. I want to have my own clients. I want to build a programs. I want to host master classes. I'm not going to have the energy to do those things if I'm saying yes to joining. <laughs> I'm laughing because I just joined like this council for this organization at this trade show we go to. And like I said yes to all these projects. And like I am really overwhelmed right now. But I'm trying to, at the same time, live with what I did. Because when we say our boundaries, like, and we say yes, okay, boss, be superwoman and do it then. So, you know, I really do feel like I'm just in this iconic, like, she is working her ass off, she's staying up late, she is getting the shit done, but it's because she believes in herself so much and she's going to make it happen. But on the way, she's learned that she needs to say no and when she can say no and that she can actually say no whenever the hell she wants. And she should be proud of herself for saying no. Because you know what happens when you say no? You get a whole lot of time back. You get a lot of power in just saying no too. You start to trust yourself a lot more and not just like be a, uh, not getting two shoes, but like just not a yes man either, but 
you know, you can just trust yourself and like rely on yourself. I can count on myself to take care of all the things I want to take care of because I'm strong enough to say no to somebody. So the next thing we're going to talk about is embracing our desires. So I just realized that this in-person event is going to be a little bit longer than I anticipated, but that's okay. That's okay. That's what they're here for. Okay, but the first one, how do we embrace our desires? Well, one, you got to realize that the desires in your heart are signals from the soul. Like you are literally being talked to from a divine place. I just made a video about that, but I just think that is insane. And whatever you believe in, the universe source, I call I call it God. I believe God is directly talking to me and the universe is fully supporting me in source and my my spirit guides are all rooting for me and they're all opening up opportunities. And if I'm not aware enough or if I'm not Oh, let me give let me give this. I actually have to make a note in this. Um, let me give you the red car example. So if I was to say to you, you go from work, you go from like an hour drive, wherever, I don't care where you go. You go on that drive and I ask you like, how many red cars did you pass up on that drive? You'd be like, I don't know, like probably a few. I wasn't paying attention. But then I said to you, I'm going to give you $100,000 if you can tell me the exact amount of red cars you passed from point A to point B. You'd be paying attention a little bit more, right? So similarly, if I said, like, you're going to get all your wishes are going to come true. Everything you ever wanted is going to come true. But you have to be open to these different ideas. You have to be open to taking risks. You have to be open to seeing different opportunities. I bet we'd all be a little bit more awake. But a lot of times we pass them up. It could be like you just feel pulled to have a conversation with somebody. Or somebody invites you to an event and you're like, no, I'm a homebody. Like, I don't feel like doing that. We have to get out of our comfort zone. But at the same time, like still trusting like what feels good and what doesn't feel good. But we also have to push ourselves and get a little uncomfortable and take some risks. And understand that our desires are not going away. Like I've had this dream to be doing what I'm doing, to finally be building my own business for so long. And I am so sure it is going to happen that I don't care like what it takes anymore. I don't care about the long hours like... I am just so trusting in my soul that I'm supposed to be doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Not because of my own selfish reasons, but because it will not leave my brain. Like, it'll literally not go away. So there's obviously something there, and there's a way bigger purpose than just me wanting to have my own business and my own clients and and, and whatever it might be. Like, there's something bigger there that I'm supposed to do to help change the world. So, again, our desires are a signal from the soul. Okay, and then next we want to do what are some exercises to uncover and really just clarify those personal desires because you could have listened to this the whole entire time and you're like, Emily, girl, I have no idea what I want still. That's okay. I fought with that for so long. I feel like I still am kind of fighting with that and finally just accepting that like I am a light worker. I'm here to help other people tap into their desires and monetize their mind through that. But it took me so long. Like, I'm like, 
I'm going to start an e-commerce business. Like, I'm going to teach how to, like, build passive income funnels. Like, yeah, I can do all of that, but that's not the main route. And so I'm almost trying to, like, avoid what is actually on my heart by, like, filling it with these different ideas. But it's when I do exercises or when I, like, go back and read past journal entries that I'm really, like, damn, like, it has been in front of my face the whole entire time, and I could guarantee you that for you, it has been too. So, a couple things that work for me is, one, journaling. Like, write as much as you can. Again, one of the biggest reasons why I realize why I'm supposed to be doing what I'm doing is because I read back to my notes, like, literally four years ago, and it's saying all the same thing. And I'm like, dude, why are you playing this guessing game with yourself? Like, it's right in front of you. Um, another practice I like to do is visualization. So literally like just close your eyes and picture you. Picture you in a different light. Picture you at your highest self. Picture you with like the most confidence in the whole entire world. What does she look like? What is she wearing? What does she wake up? What kind of car does she drive? What's her friend group look like? What does she wake up and do in the morning? What is her favorite food to go out and eat? And start just visualizing, like, I think a lot of times we can visualize in a down way. Like, we can see worst case scenarios happening so easily and we just spiral and go down and down and down. I'm not asking you to spiral down. I want you to spiral up. Spiral up and keep what if it gets better and it gets better and it gets better and I get my dream car and then I meet the love of my life and then... We start a real estate company together and we have more coming in than we ever believed and we were able to give back in a better way we ever could. And then I was able to buy my dream house and then I didn't feel guilty about it because I worked my ass off for this. And then I have a kid and my life feels so perfect. And then I go finally on my European tour. Like literally just keep visualizing up and up and up and it just gets better and I know that can feel icky and I know you might sit there like, Emily, I'm never going to live in a $5 million house. Yeah, bitch, you might be living in a $10 million house. Keep spiraling, okay? Keep spiraling. And the last is just your values. What are your values to your core? For me, like, my biggest value is my family. And I actually just made my dad cry. He's kind of cute. But, like, my why of why I'm doing so much of what I'm doing it is to help women it is to like that's almost my selfish reason is like to help women and host retreats and tap into that but like my biggest why is my mom and dad my biggest why is making sure that my mom and dad my dad's about to retire in a few years but I want my mom to be able to retire and like be okay and go on her vacations and go camping and like have what she wants and when she wants and not ever talk about money scarcity ever in her life again like they're at a point where they buy all their toys they got their camper and their cars they want and but I don't ever want them to worry about that I don't want them to worry about money and this and that like I want my family to be well off and I'm not scared to say anymore that I'm going to be the person that creates generational wealth I want my kids to be well well off I want my sisters and my nieces and my nephew like I want them to feel okay and I want them to buy what they want and I want them to get the most out of this world and that used to be so hard for me to say that I want money and it's like money is not the enemy like at all 
that's that's so wrong. It's like the biggest misconception. Like I think the world gets better when good people get rich, right? Good, good people get rich. The world gets better. I swear by that. Um. So now, like at this point of the event, I'm really just gonna ask anybody else to share like their desires. So right now, if you're listening to this, when do you think of yours? Say it out loud. Claim it. Like claim it. Like I want to start a podcast claim it and say like, I want to pay off my credit card bills. Your desire is like, I want to get another puppy. (laughs) Like whatever it might be, it could be little, it could be silly. Like maybe it's like, I want to heal this really deep trauma and I want to be in a healthy relationship. Whatever it is, call it out and claim it. And don't be, again, like we said, like don't judge yourself. Don't hold back. Just blurt it out loud. Like scream it if you can scream it or type it down. I feel like that's a good one too. Like type it down, write it, make it fucking real. Um, so next we're going to talk about, actually we're not, we're not going to talk about that. I was going to talk about limiting beliefs, but I think we dove into that a little bit and thank you guys for this session because I'm actually just going to snip that right out from the workshop because I think we're already an hour in almost. Um, so lastly, I do just want to talk about aligning with our purpose and what that looks like. And here's the thing, guys, like there are no rules about what it looks like. When you're on this journey of self-love and self-compassion and building a life that you want, there's no rules. Isn't that so cool? Like take the pressure off your back. There's no rules. All you have to do is ask for guidance, be still, listen, and play with life. Align your purpose with your desires. You can do that however you want to do that. Okay? There's no rules. I'm, I'm keeping these a little short, but I have to go. So I'm, I'm sorry I'm cutting you guys off, but I hope this was jam-packed for you anyways. Um, oh, this one I just said. The world gets better when good people get rich. And lastly, never judge yourself. In this, in this journey, like never judge what comes up. Just let it be because you judging yourself is you literally like your desire is literally trying to come up and you're, it wants to vomit out of you and you're like just swallowing your vomit. Like that is so gross. We don't swallow our vomit. We get it out. We let it out. Okay. Um, and lastly, take action. Take action through baby steps. Set very manageable things to get yourself there you do not have to change the world in one day you do not have to cultivate this whole new lifestyle you do not have to create your brand image you don't have to create an entire website you just have to take baby steps maybe baby step is i am going to get that therapist you know what i am going to journal today you know what i'm going to talk to somebody about that which gets me into my next one don't go out it alone if i've learned anything in the last few years of my journey It's that I can't do this by myself. I need people. I need support. I need perspective. And you're not going to get that by just talking into a microphone like I used to. You have to go out there and find your tribe and find your people and feel supported and feel lifted in every kind of way that you can. So that's it, guys. Um, Now it's time for a little bit of self-reflection with yourself. Um, digest what I just said. Again, be open-hearted to yourself. And, you know, I am going to, like, give you 
go write. Like, go write what you took away from this. Go write really, really big. Like, what is a desire that came up as you listened to this? What is something that you're going to do to love yourself a little deeper? What's something that you're going to stop judging yourself about? And if you are ready um, and you do want to take that next step, I do just want to offer, like, work with me. Right now, as I'm starting this journey, like, I am opening the floor up. I want to work with clients absolutely for free. Like, let's do a one-hour session. Let's talk about what you're going through, what you're struggling with, and I'll help you just identify ways that we can move past that together, that we can tap into our heart, tap into our desires, be honest with ourselves, and live a purpose-driven, self-loving life. And most importantly, guys, don't give up. You're awesome. You're amazing. Go. Mel Robbins taught me this one time. It was science-backed. Everything Mel Robbins says is science-backed. But, like, when you wake up in the morning or any time of the day, the best way to just get a high vibe is high-five yourself with a mirror. It might seem so silly, but when have you ever gotten a high-five and, like, been sad? Like, it instantly just releases dopamine. Like, I don't know, just sit there with yourself right now and, like, high-five yourself. Love yourself, guys. It is so absolutely important and again it's a journey it's a long journey so if you need help along the way please just reach out to me I would love to schedule our session again like I'm just being completely transparent like I'm just trying to work and see how I work as a coach and get some testimonials and get some feedback from you guys so if you would like to do a one-hour session with me it is absolutely free like just message me on Instagram at m underscore do that's e three m's e m m m underscore d u um yeah hit me up guys okay thank you for tuning in and i love you guys and godspeed